This is Shaco Art Speak. Welcome to Shaco Art Speak. My name is Ryan Letario, and I'm here with my co-host, Dr. Gareth Blackwell. Hey, everybody. How's it going? We're here. We have an, uh, a really incredible show today. Um, we have with us Chino Amobi, who uh, we've had the pleasure of knowing for probably over a decade, um, at least a decade, maybe longer. I think my brain's a little fuzzy, but um, so so we've had the privilege of seeing uh, Chino develop <laughs> as a, a creator and a maker and an artist, designer, performer, um, and and we were really excited to bring him on to talk about. The trajectory of his practice and and where he finds himself now and, and some of the scope and impact that he's had over the last decade. So welcome, Chino. Hey, what's up? How's it going? <laughs> it's, going <laughs> it's going all right. Yeah, yeah. This, we, we record these early, so uh, there's always early morning eyes and uh, yeah. people are wide awake. We're all wide awake. Yeah, I'm more of a night night person, but like, yeah, it's okay. Yeah, it's all right. Maybe you should have traveled. Um, you know, like to another part of the world, so you could have long been, enough. Yeah, so we could have just yeah, yeah, we could have just done it over over like a the, the globe kind of thing. Right, yeah. right. So then it would have matched up. Yeah, with the, yeah, yeah. The you'd have been awake, and we'd be awake, and it'd be good. Yeah, the circadian rhythm would have yeah. been like. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna talk about circadian rhythms <laughs> and cicadas because <laughs> they're like in their own circadian rhythm underground <laughs> for seven years. Um. <laughs> so what what have you been up to, man? What's going on? Where you, where are you at? Um, so I'm in my last semester at VCU, uh, graphic design for my MFA. Okay. Um, so right now I'm currently like working on my thesis exhibition, um, and also, uh, teaching a class there as well. So it's like pretty pretty wild semester yeah professor amobi professor amobi yeah, yeah. yeah i heard you got a really awesome uh <laughs> committee on your thesis reviewing <laughs> right. that committee is pretty nice yeah, yeah 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 it's a pretty it's a pretty stacked committee yeah it's stacked is uh so having some key players yeah some key players yeah you, you yourself <laughs> so, the plug the plug and um west west taylor uh amazing dude from detroit yep and Nancy uh, from Zimbabwe, and both of them are teaching at VCU now, and like that's really crazy, uh, powerful additions to that pro to the program. Yeah, absolutely to the whole university and the whole yeah, discussion yeah, yeah. on diversity, Absol- and, absolutely, yeah, in- inclusivity and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. So it's crazy. It's like a lot of people. I feel like um, depending on when someone meets you, they know you as something different. Facts. Yeah. Yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I knew you as a painter. Yes. And we met in 07 in the painting department. We did. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, So I don't know. I feel like maybe it'd be good to... I'd love to hear a little bit of your backstory, man. Like like mm-hmm. where you come from. How, how, how did you get, get to the point of painting and yeah. then, you know, kind of kick the ball forward into the design and, and what, what else? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So where, yeah. How, how, where, how, did I, how did I meet you? Like, how did that happen? Why were you there? Um, well, I guess it's like going back to my parents, you know, they came from Nigeria and, um, uh, my dad, like was going to school in Alabama and that brought us there where I was born. And then we ended up in Virginia because my dad was teaching at Virginia state um like education was like something always very important to them like both my 
mom and my dad are teachers and um I don't know, I was like always drawing like as a kid and painting and like painting was like something that I was also very into. It's mm-hmm. like um and they were like very encouraging of that mm-hmm. and like they would uh you know, like I remember taking art lessons from like this woman like when I was maybe a twelve or 11, like, going to her house mm-hmm. and her giving me, like, private lessons and things like that. And they were just, like, really... My parents were really encouraging cultivating that. Wow. Um, but, like, back then, too, I didn't even know really, like, what an artist was or, like, a, what what a what a career in that could look like. Right. Um, even even into, in, into, like, high school, you know. Um, that was always my favorite favorite class you know mm-hmm. these are very things that like i feel like a lot of people in like the creative fields or like painting they can relate to just like going to school and just be you know that that for me was like took me to another place which i really enjoyed um so i was always just like doing that and um as well as um meeting people who were also into art as well. But then I started going to school at John Tyler Community College, and that's where I started to learn more about, like, art history, um, different uh, artists and art throughout the years, um, centuries, which was really inspiring to me and gave me, like, uh, more of a macro-level view of, um, like, different opportunities and different things that you can do and also learning more about like um art schools in general i didn't really i don't think i even knew about like the details or the specificities of what an art school is right um so i was exposed to all of that stuff at community college which was really foundational for me and i i took some like really amazing painting classes i had an amazing professor um colin ferguson who who taught me like really strong fundamentals of art um and also other faculty as well um there and then i transferred over to vcu um it's like 2006 2007 Mm -hmm. yeah which is around the time when when i met you it was like i don't i i can't remember if you were you were there um, probably like the second year that I got there or something like that. Maybe that's when yeah, you Yeah, I got there in August of 2007. Okay, so, so yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So yeah. it was probably like the second semester or something like that. Or I don't know. But anyway, I remember I remember those interactions. And um, yeah, so... Um, what about your influences? Like, so, you know, yeah, I, yeah. like I, I'm interested in... Um, because I can see looking back through your work yeah a stronger indicator of your influences like it's one thing to notice them uh in in 2007 but it's another thing to see certain indicatives of you for sure kind of mature in the last decade so um you know which is a cool conversation in my mind because a lot of people i don't know that long i haven't i haven't had very many friends that i've actually seen Mm -hmm. develop over extensively for this long uh where i've been in the same the same space as them yeah, um, I've had I have friends uh, in California and other places, uh, but we're not 
near each other. So you don't, you don't have the same kind of uh, view on their development. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of those friends don't make art anymore. So like there's, there's those kinds of discussions as well. True. So, um, but I, I wonder about like uh, influences before John Tyler and mm-hmm. how those collide with or link up with, make strong connections with or weak ones with um, the historical context. For sure. So, I'm so like, one one major influence um, was like video games, comic books, like uh, anime, things like that. Um, things where you could like enter, be immersed like into a world that, that like somebody had created. And this was before I was even thinking about these things in like that vocabulary. It was mm-hmm. just like responding to it like uh, intuitively. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it was like you know, outcast like Nas, you know a lot of hip hip hop too, like music where it was like the 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 album was very like conceptual and that you were like entering into the mm-hmm. world or like the way that um, Final Fantasy Seven like one of like foundational games um, where you like it's like open world and you can you know do do what you want and you're also like rolling around with a team of people too mm-hmm. of like collaborators right. with different skills yeah so um <clears throat> also in 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 high school like i i used to rap too like okay. really heavy you know and like not like presents like rap music like yeah <laughs> like, like i used to rap bar. with sears during the holiday season <laughs> right. no, <I'm> kidding. <laughs> yeah yeah no like bars like um and my brother uh who is older than me? Like he, but was, he looks young though. He he looks, looks young, forever young, uh, forever young, and <laughs> mad people always think that I'm older than him. So it's like, it's really funny. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. So, but he's 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 been an influence um, in my life as well. Just like um, things that he's into and his his worldview, um, and things that he's exposed me to have. Um, influence almost like he's like it's almost like he's the like yin to my yang or yeah, something like I can that, see that in a way yeah um but uh yeah so we had like a crew you know and like a rap crew called neo negro league and it was like we we would um it was like six of us and we it was very like i, I thought of it kind of like wu-tang clan vibes yeah, too yeah, as yeah. well um which like collaboration you know, was important to me, really important to me then, and it's still important to me now. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. And I, I would bring some of those, like, video game, anime, kind of, like, uh, more kind of um, abstract aesthetics yeah. to, like, what we were doing. Right. Um, and that, yeah, just, like, intuitively um, go, going and trying to, like, combine these these multiple, like, perspectives yeah which is which i feel like has been foundational um to to stuff that i do now it's interesting man because i you know i grew up heavily i mean we know you know this because we talked yeah. about it, but i grew up heavily heavily influenced by hip-hop yeah so since like 1979 that's what i listened to yeah because uh, i'm a little older than you i think yeah uh, and uh and so for me kind of growing up um you know lower like at times, lower class, lower middle, lower poor, yeah. having been flown a little bit uh, in Southern California. Um, hip-hop 
was like immersive and it created narratives that yes. uh, both uh, sonically, like you know, sonic narratives that um, that I uh, you know identified with, and and so like what's interesting is like I, I hear you talking like one of the things I'm thinking about is like when you mentioned Wu Tang Clan or Outkast is that immersiveness. So you're immersed in an environment, but the immersiveness of the environment is elastic. Yeah. So the immersiveness of the music is elastic and accommodating to the environment you're in. Exactly. It, yeah. It, yeah. That that's a just distinct factor. Um, because like, uh, one I, I was reading this one article and it was like very much coming at this angle, kind of like critiquing like wor- world building, and like I could see where they were coming from because like the stuff that they were talking about, like the music or whatever, like it kind of felt maybe so like divorced from reality in a way Mm -hmm. but like one thing that's always important to like how i approach um whether whether you want to call it world building world collapsing or like anything like these things but one thing like how you said about hip-hop like the beginning of illmatic like you know you hear the you hear the train you know it's like it's like they're 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 creating they're bringing you into their world but it's like it's like a real world like so it has like a fantastical element because it's like you know abstracted in a way but like it's still grounded in like in like a physical like like texture yeah which is something that is some like i always feel um important to like be like to realize right right yes because for me like and i think it's the same thing you're saying is like the uh hip-hop music was accessible transportable and uh challenging like thought-provoking um physically moves you like yeah so like you know max one of my all-time favorite albums tribe called quest outcast when they did at aliens but even before that southern playlistic yeah like those they were bringing spaces to me that I didn't, I had never traveled. Yeah, So exactly. they were bringing places to me. And I always said, I said this in a lecture I gave like 15 years ago that, you know, when I first went to New York, uh, Nas had prepared me for New York. Yeah, he had acquainted yeah, yeah. New York in a way, or the Bronx in a way that um, when I got there, it was familiar to me. Yeah. Um, and that gave me, you know, that gave me, uh, so all, all that to say, that gave me an inspiration for what art could do. But mm-hmm. what's interesting is the history of visual art. So painting as a painter, yeah. for me, was secondary towards the history of music. Yeah. And same. so what happened was I, I tended to look historically at indicatives in visual art that meet up with what I know about and what I've experienced and believe in yeah. about hip hop and music like yeah. that. So, um, so I've definitely read the history of visual arts through the lens of hip hop. Yeah, um, which is a which is inverted a little bit for sure. For um, sure, it's like almost reverse engineering. Like, and and I I definitely do, like believe that I have a tendency to do that. Like, like looking at those visuals through like a more musicality. Yeah, like yeah. You talk about like in the eighties pastiche, but then you look at like, and we talk about you know like what was happening. Like you look at like Jean Michel Basquiat, or you look at neo expressionists in yeah. the eighties. And they were immersed in the uh, origination of hip hop music. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But definitely. when historical context, uh, when you read our history books and, and they alleviate or they remove that a part of the equation, yeah. it exalts the artist while not bringing to bear the context that the art was made in the culture, the cultural, yeah, 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 like, and not all the time, but certainly oh, in my own formative yeah. educational experiences, that was the case. So you're, you're listening and you're, you're like, there's stuff missing from this dialogue. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and you know, uh, 
and I think this is like something I want to get to with you as we as we persist in this conversation is that mm-hmm. a lot of things I think we notice indirectly, and so when we bring expressive um, mediums uh, to a point where we create something with them, yeah. that we're we're consolidating our peripheral experiences into embodied forms right. that allow other people a more concentrated encounter. Right. Um, right. And uh, yeah, I, I feel like that's something that I would love to. You know, just put in the back of your mind for the sake of this discussion. Yeah, I think that, that ties a lot of what you do. Together. No, for sure. That type of like macro, micro, like simultaneous simultaneity is right. like really important to me. Right. Yeah. Right. right. Um, so, so uh, painting, VCU, uh, you're you know just just to make it awkward, you were like a phenom. <laughs> So, like, I came here from California, and Chino and several other friends dressed like Fresh Prince of Bel-Air in 1991. Yeah, that was an era. You can find images online somewhere if y'all want to look for it. Yeah, it's man. kind of amazing. It's embarrassing Chino right now, but it was kind of amazing. It was like, I didn't know what to think about that. Um, so, but you were already, like, a, like you were a, a thing. Like, people were, like, <laughs> you were, like, a fashion trendsetter, and, like, people were watching you closely, including faculty. People, like... Yeah. <laughs> Am I right though? Like it's awkward, but it's yeah. Yeah, it was a crazy time. It was a, yeah. That was a real visceral era. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's a funny word. Why do you say that? I mean, I feel like people were responding to things in like a way that was like getting to really the core of like issues of identity in like the way that they were representing themselves. I remember like also things were uh, things were a little different in Richmond. Richmond's evolved a lot you know and in in really like wild ways but also like i feel i don't know i remember being on campus back then and like people people were dressing wild bro yeah like like punks and like you know what i'm saying like hip-hop i don't know um like there was the so grimy the griminess was like like the, real yeah Real distinct. It was super time. distinct. Yeah, it's, it's more. It's more dissolved, diluted. It's a little actually. bit more homogenized. Yeah, it's homogenized now. for yeah, sure. Yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They used to have like bike, you know, like slaughterama, like cross punks, and like that was. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean by visceral. Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that was a crazy time. Um, and and I feel like that. Yeah, it was like really adventurous, and I, I, yeah. So that's that's just the era that I remember. Like, yeah, when we when you were there, and like. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So how did so how does uh how did how does painting change for you? Like, because yeah. I'm thinking about you know like what you do now. Like, like right. I said, some people probably do not know that how how dedicated yeah. or I think uh, excellent of a painter you are, and yeah. not just in, in technically, but I also mean just conceptually. Like, mm-hmm. like I feel like there's people that are getting success right now making paintings that you were making a decade ago. That's funny, and that that flips me out because yeah. not every painting that you were making was readily received. Right, right, right. For sure, for sure. I feel like, you know, um, <laughs> yeah, it was it was very kind of like po- polarizing in a way that like if you really love them, you really love them. But if, if you don't, they're just kind of like whatever or it could be like dismissed um, when I was doing them. Um, but like, yeah, I it was important for me to be combining multiple things, which was important to me like paintings of my brother that were combining like elements of anime like anime or like fantasy but also like street like gritty like reality too so just trying to synthesize these disparate ideas um and yeah that the painting the painting like language 
has always been like at the core of my work. Like I and like whatever I do in every in any medium, um, like I, I think of it almost conceptually as a painter or like the gesture, the mm. gesture of it, you know, is right. like really important to me. But yeah, I don't know. Like with doing those paintings, I was really doing those for me and like in mm-hmm. in and I feel that I was communicating to certain people, you know, they were like it was about like a conversation that I was having with my friends too in a lot of ways and a lot of the art like I was looking at it really inspired by like Japanese artists, you know, Takashi Murakami, Yoshitomo Nara and like um like yeah, but also like uh, African art as mm-hmm. well, you know, and and um, but also European art history and American art and like trying to synthesize all these different ideas and but yeah, I never really thought about like what people will really like it or not or so much like like that because for me it was more about like which which I feel like. You know, modern modern painting and things like that, like painting. When I think about painting, I think a lot about like going like really in, into yourself, like. Mm-hmm. But you know, not to say that it doesn't extend beyond that, but like a lot of the paintings that I do have to do with a very like personal personal language that or the, that I was doing at the time was something that was like really personal, almost like a personal mythology in mm-hmm. a way. Um, but yeah, I I do think of, I do believe that like there's people who are inspired by that and have been inspired by that, um, and maybe have gotten success off of like those things. But like for me, uh, it's it's all the more better. Like I don't, I'm not, I'm not mad if I see like necessarily something that was influenced by something that I have done or did like, mm-hmm. because that's always been kind of like my goal in, mm-hmm. in a sort of way to like, um, in, like, so, so going in like is, is important to me, but then also like out where, where, cause I don't create out of a vacuum, you know? Right. And I right. don't, I don't expect what, what I create to, cause I, <laughs> I, I bring so many ideas from so many different people into, into what I'm doing, but it's like so many different references to the point where it's like, uh, somebody can't even directly look at it and be like, okay, this is, this is coming from this person. It's just like, it's filter filtering through so many different conceptual ideas, people, places, Mm -hmm. smells, colors, like, um, textures, uh, but yeah, in terms of that type of influence, like I, I, I get, I get excited uh, about it. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's really like g- going like into the specificity of of of, of, of like the question. But, no, no, that's great, man. Yeah, I just just uh, thinking out loud about influence and yeah, you know, uh, um, some of the things are like sometimes you know. Uh, the, the your audiences in the future. And I yeah, I do think about that a yeah. lot. Like yeah. a lot of times, when when I, when I even stuff that I'm doing now, like I'm I very much I think about the present too. But then I also think about like the 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 kid that was born and like 
like last year yeah <laughs> like yeah, what yeah. what 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 their world is gonna look like or right. something like that right. like imagining like different like possible possible futures yeah but also like how those things point into like the now right. or like or like the globalized now or and and like or like the local the localized now simultaneously yeah yeah, in a way. yeah, yeah. um yeah influences influences is a wild thing but Garrett Garrett just had a, a son born mm. Daniel and Daniel gets to see one of your paintings in his house that that's, that's really like, that's really yeah. moving to me when I when I came, when I when we were at your house the other day and like uh you know um your 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 wife she she said uh to your daughter like Chino Chino painted painted that and and like you know I hadn't seen her really putting together like full full sentences in a yeah. while because it's like but to, when it, when you see like a kid start to like uh that cognition like you know that that does something. <laughs> And, and, and you could see, I saw her thinking about it. She was like, really? You know, and like, that's really moving to me. Well, we, that type of connection. We talked about that painting a lot. Yeah. Because it's right by our dinner table. So yeah. we'll sit there and it'll be like a backdrop to her as she eats. And that's so she huge. always asks these questions about stuff. So every once in a while she'll be like, you know, why is it like this? Why does it look like this? Who is that? And I was like, you met Chino. Yeah. That's, that's Chino in that painting. Yeah, that and, painting um, is foundational for like still everything that I do. Like that, that painting is like at the core. I feel well, like. Well, she. I mean, it's great because like you know, uh, kids like don't know that they're asking like the intense question that they are. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's fantastic. So, uh, with my daughter, she'll sit there and she's she's asked us several times like, I don't. This doesn't look like like the world. Like this doesn't look like how I see things. Like why why are there all these big colors behind yeah. here and everything and uh yeah that stuff doesn't happen it's like happening like critiques more like right <laughs> no i just i just bring my four-year-old to critiques yeah, and yeah, just, yeah. Uh, spice it up a bit but we i mean we told her you know like hey um kind of moving to like talking about your point of like world building is like this isn't about necessarily what we see now yeah um but it's ways we see things and sometimes uh, things in art actually help us see the world better because they show us something that doesn't look like what we see outside. Right, right. And I think that's uh, that's great, but also it's great because I feel like like that painting uh, for both of my kids is like influential, but it's also influential in our space mm. because the color palette of it is so just fantastically brilliant mm. that uh, like the whole area is kind of activated by it. And so there's something about it that really like pushes things right that's so it's, huge, yeah. it's acting as an influence in the space but like you you as a painter is kind of like acting as an influence on like my kids and how they understand that space that's right? that's 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 really powerful like that speaks to uh, another idea that um and i know ryan is something like we talked about before but like that that idea of like how you could be absent from mm -hmm. a, from a space but still like present and activating a space yeah which is like really i mean that's like super magical to me yeah. in a way um how how a painting can do that um still still have this like um presence and activation and like you you don't you don't have to be there but you're there it's like really powerful yeah i mean i think uh so when i hear that it it's exciting because you know i love going to museums obviously we run a gallery here and yeah 
it's going to be enlarged and all this stuff. So we've got ambitions to see things grow to more extensive shows. And so I love uh, going to exhibitions. I mean, I'm, you know, like an art junkie. So I love uh, museums. Um, yeah. You know, I love the VMFA. I'm excited about the ICA. Yeah. You know, uh, the, the local gallery scene here. I love it. Right. One thing that I, I found coming up through art school back in the day, especially uh, coming from California, is that... Uh, the idea that your work would be in uh, someone's living space was not necessarily the most attractive idea. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. it's kind of like looked at as like the kiss of death. Like right. you sold out. You know, if someone says to you like, "I think that would go good over my couch," <laughs> like that was like I just saw a funny meme about that. Yeah, like that was like a real thing, man. Like that was like I'm supposed to be offended at that, so I gotta, I got, you know, I'm offended, but. But now, like, I kind of see it as like, man, that's a that's an incredible statement because that's somebody who wants to live with the work. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right, and to sure. Garrett's point, it's like that work, uh, if it, it, and it's kind of, you know, I'm making this up like it's visual agency, not that it's yeah. like an autonomous being, but it has a kind of, um, it does have a, a, things have a presence and an effect. Nothing is neutral, in my, my opinion. For sure, for sure. Everything affects everything. So it's going to have an effect on space. Mm -hmm. And then the idea that you're willing to commit to that, like a person's willing to live there and have that, the nature of the thing, is going to have some shaping influence over um, moods, mm -hmm. other decisions, and, and can be a great source of disinterested looking, like con contemplative looking or yeah, what have you. Yeah. So, um, I actually think that's really powerful now, and I think our private spaces uh, imbued with more kind of global or mm -hmm. local reality from other people um, sets a good tone for when you leave the home. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like there's a there's a go there's an interrelatedness between my home. So like for me, when I, I'm consciously uh, conscious, my family were conscious of people coming to our home, and they come in, they see different artists uh, on my walls. Yeah. And they're getting something that comes from out there. And so there's a way that I'm sharing my home with out there and making and rendering it less private. Definitely. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, creating more continuity between like coming to this gallery in my home. Right. Your for home, sure, like your, for sure. You know, or, um, and I think that um, my simmering in that space creates readiness for uh, the space out here where we have to navigate difficulties and differences and, you know, polarizations yeah. and whatnot. I mean, I think so taking seriously the way you cultivate your home. Not to go there too hard, but like, no, I actually right. think it's really a powerful, disregarded part of the equation. Oh yeah, definitely. It's like it's like philosophical and and, and like how you're um, like living living out your like worldview in a yeah. way, and like like yeah, it's 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 really powerful how how like oh, art can can be a threshold between right. like a public private like, yeah. relationship. Yeah, relationships. No, I think, I mean, and, you know, with it, we're, you know, we're curating spaces, like, all the time, right? Whether it's individually, yeah. like, curating our, like, personal space. Yeah. For curating the space we live in, like, curating a gallery, whatever it is. Like, we're kind of doing that world building on a lot of different levels. For yeah. sure. Yeah. And I think a lot of times we, um, there's, like, this idea that, you know, everything is, like, how do we do this balance between work and life, between yeah. home and um, home and work, how, yeah. To, yeah. public and private, whatever it is. And I always push back on my students and I'm like, name a place in life you got balance. Yeah. Because it's more about really providing some sort of sense of integration. Right? Yeah, yeah. And I want my home, like you're saying, I want my home to look like the world that I'm a part of. Right, right. And so sure. in that sense, you know, it's great. But also like this idea of integration, like I'm, I'm listening to you talk about all the stuff that you've done and 
and the work you've done. And yeah. some folks would be like, well, what, what are you? Are you like a painter? Are you like a, like, like what, how do you define that? Yeah. And I think that there's something really fantastic about the fact that you don't have any issue plan out your kind of the way you see the world or the way you experience life or whatever in these different mediums. Yeah. So have you ever got any like pushback from folks who are just like, can't you just define yourself? Yeah. Tell me you're just a painter. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I have, um, more, more like inquisitiveness, like people maybe so more so like what it is, what is it that you really do? You know? And it's like, what do you do again? Yeah, uh, like the, pin you down. Yeah, the pinning down, you know, and like that's just like a funny thing to me to try to, you know, because I feel um, once, once somebody can, it's not a rule, but one of the one of the things that I think about in terms of um, like trying to. Um, Maybe I was even go as far as to say like refute that a little bit is like I feel once somebody can define exactly what you are, then they like can control you in ways mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. yeah or 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 it can for, foreclose <laughs> foreclose like the expansion expansiveness of like your capabilities. Mm-hmm. So I would I would rather like keep it keep it open and and have that have that it's not even sometimes that I that I choose to do that. It's just like the intuitive nature of how right. of how I work. Like where um working with uh you know somebody who is a mathematician or somebody who is an engineer or somebody who is, you know, a graphic designer or a filmmaker or a photographer or, you know, a writer. Like mm-hmm. th- th- that doesn't seem outside of like something that it just it just feels natural like right. that like that that you know like that type of interdisciplinary because to me like there I, I see connections like between all these things in certain ways and I feel like at the core of all of them is a type of like creativity right mm-hmm. um so yeah um no that makes me think I mean so I think we'll I want to definitely want to get at this, but I was thinking about this talk and I, and I was saying to you earlier that um, two things that come to mind for me with you is scope and elusivity. Like you're mm-hmm. elusive mm-hmm. enough that allows the scope to yeah. go. You know, there's something about the way those two things uh, dynamically play off each other. Yeah. So elusive enough to Gareth's point to not be pinned down. Yeah. Which kind of tends to fulfill what you're saying, which is it doesn't allow people to pin you down. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there's some kind of maestro, there's some kind of orchestrating aspect to that um yeah i mean i i definitely think that that it that's there um in terms of uh there's a certain like freedom that i feel like i'm able to uh maintain in in that space of um where where like a a maestro type of intervention intervention or interaction can happen because Mm -hmm. Um, almost, almost like an abstraction, like like abstracting yourself to the point where other people feel that they have also the freedom to interact with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is something that I feel like is important as well because 
if you're too, you can be like too far into something and people be like, oh, no, nah, like that's that's not my brand. Like, yeah, I yeah, can't yeah. really rock with that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, but not, not, not to say it's all about branding, but like just even interpersonal relationship, I feel like um, like just just somebody I, I think somebody asked me, they were like, how, how are you able to like, you know, get people to do things with you or like for you and something yeah. like that and and i thought about that question and i've never really thought about it like how do i do it it's just kind of like i just get excited about what they're doing that's right yeah, yeah because yeah. like i'm genuinely excited i get excited about what people are doing when i when i see somebody that has like this like really talent in something like that mm. i think about how that relates to um like things that other people are doing mm. and how people can collaborate in a way mm. like like oh I could see this person like working with this person you know right, right. and like something that could happen in that way I think like that goes back to you know like um, like meccas you know like the way that they would combine like like forces combining <laughs> it just goes back to like, I don't know like what you got Captain Planet like all no, those yeah, different it ele- it's elemental yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, very, elemental. it's like scientific yeah. on, a, yeah. on a level of like combining yeah. different like like alchemists yeah, yeah. 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 which is yeah. which is something that I think about a lot right you know like well it's like funny the there's like a, there's a go between between alchemy and like Voltron yeah Voltron exactly you know no, like, totally super nerdy but you know yeah, like you're yeah, inside yeah. this di- this uh, lion yeah and you got your you got your immersive sound in that space but then you're externally linked up to a larger conglomerate form that has a purpose or a goal. Exactly. Also, it's funny to hear you talk about that and people ask you those questions because when you look at MCs, it means to move the crowd. Yeah. Like said that. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, uh, the context changes, but there's, there's the essence is there is to move people. Exactly. exactly. And not as a negative, not as like an oppressive fact, but like as a... a, Holistic, like... like Catalyst. Yeah, catalyst. The catalysts typically disappear after they catalyze. That's real. That's yeah. real. So yeah, yeah. setting things in motion. That's right. That's that. That is oftentimes like what, like where I, I find like joy in like just setting things in motion, and you know, then you see like things happening interpersonally between people and groups, and it's like, okay, like yeah, the, right, the, right. There's no need for. I feel like after that, it's like. I, it's like growing. It's like growing a plant or something. Like yeah. It's like growing a, a garden. When you do that, it's like things are set in motion. I mean, obviously, still maintaining certain things or like uh, maintaining those relationships, yeah. but yeah, like yeah. not micromanaging. That's right. Or trying to feel like you have to like. I, the last thing I ever w- w- would want to be is like overbearing in in in, in, in that type of like. Um, after catalyzing or something yeah, like that, yeah. it's much more of a mutual, mutual, uh, enhancing, exactly. flourishing kind of mutuality distinctions, mutually enhancing one another. Yeah, you know? yeah, for sure. So there's a sense where we can't. I think we, I think we know this. We can't necessarily fulfill all that we're meant to be by ourselves. Yeah, totally, so we're totally. Each other, um, or uh, most of what we are is not unpackable. Like yeah. we can't unpack it all by ourselves. Like it just exactly. I don't even think. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting thing to think about. Right. I want to go into like one thing. That I feel like is, um, you know, it's definitely definitely a significant issue right now in our climate. Yeah. It's going back to your painting, so I think this is going to relate to what we're going to talk about a little bit <laughs> with what you're currently doing. Okay. 
But if you recall, we had a critique. I mean, so we have been having this conversation for a long time, mm. uh, uh, just behind the scenes, mm. you know, for a long time. So, uh, but I remember a painting of your brother. Yeah, we had a critique, yeah. and I mentioned was, that's one of the paintings that I was mentioning earlier. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So we had that paint. We had that painting. And if you recall, we had this critique here at before Chicago Art Space. <laughs> with Chicago Art Space, it was just like this spot that we got all these those were great nights nice. yeah man those were like some great discussions Ian, yeah shout out Ian. yeah like, Ian has, now he's <laughs> like he's like um he's like the professor he's like <laughs> right, he's right. like uh he went from like the the kid in the room to like yeah. he's the ceo now huge murals yeah right? huge murals yeah, yeah. the green, running running galleries yeah, go to the greek spot on carytown and see the, <laughs> the mural he just put up yeah. but in the show he like sold out here like he's like yeah. he's got energy man he's yeah a, he's a force for sure uh, the whole endeavor crew is oh um, but so back in the day we had this discussion man on this painting and people were tr- having a hard time reading it yeah. and a lot of the connotations were towards negative ends so they were reading mm-hmm. your brother uh, because of his skin color. Yeah, yeah. And I remember being just so taken by that. You know, yeah, I was like, yeah. Look, I think this is because y'all, we haven't seen in, in a historical context a lot of African-American or black skin or, yeah. Uh, and so you have your your biases, right? Your stereotypical yeah, yeah, negative yeah. connotations. Your presuppositions. Yeah, it's like if that was a white dude in that painting, I wonder if you'd read it as criminal or whatever. Yeah. You, you remember that conversation? Yeah, I do, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so... For me, where we're at now, thinking about the paintings you were making a decade ago, yeah, or even like the power of the Kehinde Wiley show we had. We oh yeah, that was a huge, ago, huge show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like that's uh, something that um, you know collectors and art writers need to go back and look at some of your work because yeah. you've been contributing to that conversation under the radar for a while now. Right, right. Even when it wasn't being, the conversation wasn't being had. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's safe to sure, say, like, sure. a decade ago, heartbreakingly, yeah. the, the the issues were there, but the conversation wasn't the conversation was at there, the level yeah. it is now. And I think you're, I, I don't know, I, I feel yeah. like that ties into what you've been doing lately with other stuff. Yeah, for so sure. So I just want to put that on the table as part of the discussion. No, it's definitely real. I mean, like, I think about that with a lot of things, like people who have been just like, um, making art about their reality without and 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 it touches upon things like that without without screaming about it. You know, yeah. that have been doing that for for a long time. But right. then, like things get like things get to a head. You know, and it's like I don't know. People people will act like these like people have not been doing these things. You know, but it's like then when it gets like trendy, it's mm-hmm. it's it's safer to sort of like talk about inclusivity and right. all these things but like there's people who who I know you know who have been doing those things just like because that's who their li- life is you know right that's right like like uh, without without you know getting on a pedestal about it yeah so it's just yeah, like yeah. it's really interesting how you know things come around and then it makes you think about like what I'm always thinking about is like, what what's the next trend gonna be like? Once once this is like, okay, like we've had this conversation, now we can move on. Yeah. But like, oh, like like or like things are remedied now. Yeah. But like, yeah, it's yeah, never, it's, it's never, it's never like that. But you know, do you worry? Uh, do you worry about significant issues like this? Mm-hmm. Uh, you said trend. Sometimes when I think yeah, trend, yeah. I think you know the there's positive connotations and then for there's sure, some negative sure. connotations the, that, yeah so yeah. like trend as in fashionable as in disposable yeah that's that's yeah shallow change like so do you right, right, do you worry right. about certain issues getting buried 
for the sake of fashion. I, I do I do think that that's like oftentimes a, a natural byproduct of like the way that trends happen. Like I I get ex- I get excited when certain trends happen. It's not like I'm anti-trend no, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I think I think as a as a person who's living in culture, I think it it's in it, it can be it's important to like study, you know, the way that um certain things enter like the collective uh consciousness mm-hmm. you know um but then also at the same time though like there's things that are i think occur at the level of the collective unconscious that are like almost that happen all the time it's mm-hmm. not like new you know right. but like i think those things can oftentimes like just uh slip under the rug and and things that people have been dealing with for a long time but maybe maybe even that person who has been dealing with those themes in those in their life or in their artwork maybe aren't like really sexy enough to like talk right, about it right. or like it that it's like nah not like not them on the panel like this person i think it's it's their time yeah but like yeah, there's yeah. people who it's it's their time it's been their time their whole life you know and 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 it's impossible for for certain things to not slip out of the radar like there's there's artist like and I'm, and I'm aware of that you know but i think like there's a difference between like actual um these interpersonal relationships like like during that critique you know and those critiques i learned a lot about people and saw saw work about people that people were making that doesn't get like this glorification, you know, mm. that I feel like often happens, you know, where a certain artist is picked up every time a certain artist gets a certain type of shine. You got to think about all the people that are just as talented, just as ambitious, just as hardworking that don't get that type of shine, you know? So it's, it, it's like, yeah, I think those type of relationships are, are important where, um, but then there's also, there's relationships, but then there's also economy too, which is a whole other thing. Like, like ideas that get economically boosted, um, or investors who, who, who go in because of trends. But like, I, I, I'm more into be like beyond the trend, like people that almost, maybe have been like steadily doing something for like 50 years, you know what I'm saying? And like, don't get that shine. But like, I think that that's where a type of like, maybe like a a type of localization is important because like there's a certain type of, um, a type of support that can happen on that economy that, that can go into like a global economy as well. Um, I don't know. Like I think about a friend who, like that painting there's a there's a, a a guy that i know who you know he started doing paintings that were like influenced by that style of painting that i was doing around mm-hmm. that time and like um now and and then and then like i started you know i was doing music around that time and i was like just you know i was doing like house parties around richmond i was mm-hmm. playing like noise shows i was playing like real like you know <laughs> intense visceral like small rooms and stuff like that um and then like 
fast forward years later, like playing shows in different countries and things like that. But like this, this guy, like now, you know, he's, he, he's in Europe right now, like playing shows, you know? Wow. So it's like, and, and we started both on the local Richmond level, you know? Right, so even right, like right. that one-to-one relationship, like where if I can have that type of influence on, on somebody, cause he makes music now too. Yeah, and yeah, I feel yeah. like I'm, I'm really get excited and he's a young black, black, black guy. Um, and I get really excited that, you know, whether people are, are tracking with the fact that we've been doing those things for a while and like the, the, the way that we've moved through culture and, and, um, whether people responded to that in a in a hype way back then, like the fact that he's been able to track that mm-hmm. and I've been able to track what I've been doing and just be like steady in what I'm doing, mm-hmm. like that overrides for me, like whether something is trendy or not, because these things are things that I remember being like 15, reading like, the autobiography, like Malcolm X, you know, right, and like right. thinking about those same ideas and not thinking about like whether I'm going to get written about because yeah. I do these, because I am embracing like these philosophies. It's it's more about just like a steadiness. Yeah. So the, the, the substance kind of. Yeah. Perseverance. The so it's like substance, perseverance and proximity. Yeah. Um, both yourself and others being proximate to, which undergirds the, the pop level. Um, yeah. You know, uh, what, what registers on the Richter scale for other people's pop level Richter scale. Yeah, you know, for like, sure. For sure. Uh, it, their pop level meter. Exactly. It, it, exactly. You know, there's a lot that only reaches that level. I think what's frustrating is, is when you realize that, um, that's the tip of the iceberg. Kind of that's thing. the tip of the yeah. iceberg. And, and I still like that. That speaks to something like, mm, my interest, like I'm very much, I'm I'm very much still still into like these ideas of like this pop level seduction, mm-hmm. but also simultaneously like how you said that's the tip of the iceberg that can also oftentimes like lure somebody in, and then like once they're in, it's like oh snap, it's like they see like deeper in. There's something a little bit more kind of like almost like a tragic dimension mm-hmm. that 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 they get exposed to underneath it that mm-hmm. I feel like. Um, it is important. I feel like it's important to experience like both. Yeah. But like there are certain, I feel like that there are certain like intrinsic like gestalt principles that just people are naturally like drawn to. Right. Whether that's like, you know, the, the, like certain forms, there's like an abstract, there's like a certain, (laughs) yeah, there's a certain, um, the platonic forms. <laughs> <laughs> no, legit. I mean, like a square. Like everybody, everybody, everybody can interact with a square on a certain level. Everybody can a- interact with a cir- circle on, a, on yeah. a certain level. But then there's also like weirder shapes or something yeah, <laughs> that, yeah, yeah, yeah. that are going on, like on the like polygonal. Yeah, no, like, no, yeah, like whatever. Yeah, yeah. But like that's like, like, I think Hexagonical. of that. Yeah, <laughs> no, 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 legit. Yeah, yeah. Like, and I think of that like in, as a person, like. Like when you get into when you start to learn about more about a person and like intrinsic themes that, you know, might rub you the wrong way or like push push on your like how you talk going back to the painting when you're talking about like people were assuming these things like playing on people's like 
assumptions is, right. is something that's really important or like leaving gaps open so that where they can enter this space where they're like wait like my assumptions i don't really even know like what is going on right like you they enter a space that kind of like makes them question sure they're like um like worldview um because that's something that that's the way that like i i feel like i myself have like grow and when like sometimes my assumptions are questioned and that's why i feel like art has the power to do to put you in this like um threshold space where you have to sort of like think think critically about like how you think yeah and and, inter- and interface with the world yeah 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 it's got to be a a fierce enough state of affairs yeah. to render someone into a position where you're actually questioning yeah like where it, the questioning becomes necessity it's necessity yeah it's necessity. not it's not it's not um a questioning out of a calculated I'm no under, I'm under control place questioning yeah it's like it, it is that kind of like um uh it's like it's just essential it's imperative that I that I actually uh, get into that space and I feel like we're distracted enough that it's very hard to get it is into those spaces it is it is um, and like uh, the echo chain like it, very much it can get like into a place where um you can create enough walls around yourself like without even thinking about it or planning on doing it where like it's it's a lot of um it, it's a lot of views that are that are reinforcing the way that that you're already thinking right or interfacing with the world which i feel like you know one thing that i really um i mean i i didn't grow up in the city like i grew up uh, like in the suburbs, like more like people, you know, like less interaction, but it was still di- diverse where I grew up. But like one thing that I really like about the city is that you're almost like forced to interact with like people that are not like you or right. that look like you necessarily. But like even that though still can be, you know, cause like sections you know people it, it can still happen within a city that you you end up not interacting like with people who are like you as well but like the I'll, likelihood is in, ideally though the likelihood yeah. is increased it's increased depending yeah. on the demo, like depending on the, the city i feel like depending on the city yeah, yeah. but so, i do think that that in in theory the likelihood is increased and, and in truth i think you're right like yeah. It's definitely there. We still have our our barriers. And, we still have our yeah, barriers. Yeah, we still. But, but I do think you're right. Like it's more people per square inch. Yeah. A lot of times cities are are dense. Yeah. Densely populated, so it increases the likelihood that proximity becomes activated and opportunities for, you know, uh, new interactions or synthesis, as you were saying. It yeah. Starts to, starts to kind of become uh, more of a a real a real thing. Right. Um, which kind of goes to, I think, what Gareth, you were getting at with your home. Like, I think that that like bleeds into like talking about spaces in yeah. general, like from the personal to the outworking. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the city space, if you will. Yeah, I was I was thinking about that because you, you said something about uh, like the need for localization. Yeah. Right? And so I was thinking about that. And then you started talking about um, how artists interact with each other. Yeah. So I think about like where we are. And places I've been and cities where I feel like there's a really good like creative energy going on mm-hmm. where there's a lot more of that collaboration happening like or those moments when I feel that uh, in different places yeah and so you've been in a lot of different places doing your stuff what 
what sort of things like or places have you been where you see that really kind of happening and like do you have any kind of vocabulary that's starting to like raise up like what those spaces look like that enable that yeah that that is a good question um yeah so the the thing that immediately came to my mind was like music festivals i played i played a, a good amount of music festivals different places um Europe and you know like Asia um can you live can you just do like a, can you list some of the places do I gotta look it up online I want to know man like you've been so for people that don't know I feel like what's, what's some place don't don't be, right, don't right. don't be modest right, just, don't, don't there's be, no you're not boasting right, you're just right, telling right, us right, right, yeah right. give me give me the let list me, let me think okay you be, you've been to new museum yeah new museum um Mocha, Mocha, the, LA. Yeah, Mo, Mocha, LA. I, I'm, I'll name like cities more because I'm more like. Okay, I'm, give us some cities. Like, Tokyo, uh, uh, Shanghai, um, Seoul, Berlin, um, St- Stockholm, uh, Barcelona. Uh, played in Paris and um, uh, Turin. Italy, um, Vienna, um, uh, Den- Denmark, I forget which city it was, um, Montreal, Toronto, New York, uh, LA, um, uh, Moscow, um, Moscow is sick, I love Russia, want to go back, shout out to Russia, those that's like, yeah, that's interesting. Don't hey, be careful. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see want the FBI at my house. No, Russia, Russia. yeah, yeah, yeah. No. It's a, the, the, more, more about the pe- less about less about government, <laughs> yes, less right. about government, more about like the folk, like the yeah, Russian, yeah, Russian, yeah. Russian, the, no the lore. But uh, <laughs> have you ever thought about? Have you? Ever, I mean, I'm like, I want to let you get back to. Like, uh, Garrett's question, but have you ever thought about uh, have you ever thought about playing in Nigeria, man? Oh, I mean, yeah, Nigeria. no, that's goals. That's goals. Like to play in Nigeria is like would be would be a dream as well as um, other countries in Africa. I would love to play in Ethiopia. I would love to play in Ghana. I would love to play in South Africa, you know. Right. It's like obviously um, like with these European shows, in uh, festivals, there's uh, way more. Like the economy is different. Like and also the history of like um, investors and as a whole. That's a whole different type right. of politics and economy. Right. Um, so there's like less of an infrastructure for like um, a, a, a wide range of like um, festivals, especially that are occurring like within the scene that I've right. like been playing in, but there's yeah. still some they, they, they like I know people who have like uh played festivals in in um you know different countries like you know uh there's this festival um in the Democratic Republic of Congo that I've had I've had a couple friends play at that I would really love to play um, someday. Yeah, that'd be incredible. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, so that's something that's like longer term goal cultivating and like it would be amazing to to, to like curate a festival. Yeah, there, you know. 
um, so- someday. Maybe as things progress here, we'll have we'll be able to share resources, man, and, that, and yeah. raise funding or that or opportunity. To do that, that could that could be that yeah. that's a life goal. Yeah, that's yeah, life yeah. goals type stuff like that. But that gets to Gareth, your question. Oh yeah, the infrastructure. Question. Well, because yeah. I mean, so you're already breaking it down into like yeah. places where there's infrastructure or not. So yeah, going back sure. to like you know developing a language. That seems like a valuable question in relationship to what you just said or, yeah. or what you've observed based on these cities. So what, what are some of those things? Yeah, yeah. So like what where those festivals were happening in those cities, what I really enjoy is that like it brings together so many different people from like the local. So so the local community usually um, so some of the people that end up curating these festivals are people like that. Like the first time that I went to Europe, like I played like a small bar at, and now like fast forward four years later, they're like booking artists Mm. from all over the world to come to, to like get flown and play that festival. And then they can go to different countries in Europe and play shows after that because the flight has been mm-hmm. paid for. But for on one level, it brings together like the the people who have been living in those cities, mm-hmm. and then also a whole another level of people working because then you have people who have to like you know you, it's so many jobs required to do that mm-hmm. technically and also and you know admin personnel drivers like mm-hmm. food, um, and then. You, so that's happening on the local level where artists are also showing work, installations, mm-hmm. um, as well as international artists as well. And then you have the music level where music, musicians mm-hmm. are coming and um, playing shows. And then um, you have people who live in those, ta- in those cities who might not even know anything about any of those artists get exposed to that. And also, when I go to those places, it's not necessarily just an in and out, like, oh, this is just, like, about people coming to entertain. Like, you actually meet people that you ha- wouldn't have the chance to, to meet before. Um, people from all ba- all different types of backgrounds, mm-hmm. um, which is really cool. And, um, yeah, there's just so many levels of, of, of interaction that happen at those moments and then you have people that don't even know anything about the music you make or the festival itself but then you still interact with them as well sometimes on a certain level um so yeah i've and i feel like a fest a festival idea like festivals are really cool in that way that like they bring together so many different things and like um, then collaborations i feel like sometimes happen as an outflow from those Mm -hmm festivals where um people you would have never met like there's people that i've met at things at festivals that i end up working with um and yeah i think that those when i've been when i've been to those at cities like i always dream about like the possibility of doing my own festival or also not just that the way that that informs the way that i think about think about the world mm-hmm. um and um yeah bringing bringing things together that 
that don't necessarily belong together in the mm-hmm. traditional sense or like in the sacred sense of people, how people are, are thinking about these things. Right. So like almost sl- slamming these things into one another, like, yeah. Yeah, 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 like a parade of of right. like ideas, and I, I'm really I'm really into that. Yeah, um, I think it's like a, that lack of so that the idea of like bringing disparate things together says something about urgency. Yeah, and it augments the amount of time we're assuming it might take for these thing, things to naturally come together. For sure, for sure. So then when you when you choose or determine to do that, you're expediting the process, yeah. which makes it look a little more um, disparate or collide Yeah. Um, but I do think there's a there's a tension between the uh, perceivable amount of time we have and, and by time I also mean space. Yeah. Because the two things are kind of necessarily related to each other. Absolutely. And the conscious mind to navigate that Mm-hmm. And sometimes people are living in gaps where they don't have the, the space yeah. there for the time because time kind of follows from a conscious mind moving through space. Absolutely. So you, you create these punctuated moments that give us a sense of, um, I think in the most optimal sense, I mean, it's a little utopic, but it, it gives you a, uh, a, a plausible picture mm-hmm. of how unity and diversity can um, uh brought together, brought to bear in these kinds of aesthetic occasions, these artistic occasions can bring about uh, an unforeseen possibility. Absolutely, um, absolutely. And and I think that, that had me, me thinking about like my relationship with the internet as well and how like that, the people that I've talked to online, like, like almost the idea of like a virtual city mm-hmm. and how that um, has, or, or like a parasity, like, <laughs> that's funny because it almost like sound like parasite, but like, <laughs> but like the way that, that stuffing that one away, I gotta think on that. That was good, parasite. <laughs> the one, the way that that like informs the way that I relate to people, like in in on 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 the physical level as well, because like there's certain themes that I'm able to combine like online that um, then informs the way that I interact with people or combine things in in like pe- person when I'm talking to people or, or right. collaborating with people because um yeah there's a sort there's a certain like border borderlessness that I uh feel is 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 able to occur uh, um online with those interactions that it's not even that I feel it's just the nature of like texting somebody or texting somebody who's in a 10 um 10 hour time difference than you right, you right. know what i'm saying and, yeah. be, and them being able to receive it instantaneously yeah uh or you being able to send tracks back and forth with right. each other it's almost like you're you're like virtually living together in a way but there's also a certain there's many challenges with that as well um because like when you're seeing somebody face to face and like touching somebody, it's like a different interaction. Um, but at the same time, though, I think that there's a lot of like great be- benefits to that type of interaction um, on, on a on a global level. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe that. So you, I said earlier that you know a lot of people don't they know you in different iterations yeah. and don't even know the whole discography of your your life, if you will, like. So, uh, 
Diamond Black Heart Boy. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, So yeah, and then yeah. it's like and then it's Chino and Moby and then right. then the non collective occurs. Yes. yes. And then it's and then we're then then you're like getting your MFA in design. Right. So like right. there is a and one of the things I'm listening to, I feel like the painting discussion localizes the work. Like we could think about it in galleries and homes and studios, but there's a, a mobility in the music and the sound. Uh, that allows for uh, these festivals to rise up and break down. So, um, so definitely, there's some some kind of seed in the earlier house performances. So, can Absolutely. you can you give a little bit of a a brief <laughs> walk from from those performances and yeah. and then you changing to go into just being Chino and Moby and then yeah. you know like kind of walk us up from there till to right. where we're at now. So while I was in the painting program, um, I, I was in a performance art class with Hope Ginsburg and it was a pretty really cool class because like there were awesome people in it and also it gave it gave me the uh, freedom and opportunity to try things like performing in ways that I hadn't ex- like been able to experiment with mm-hmm. um, uh, or had I had I had thought of right in, in, a, in a more like conceptual way yeah so um, yeah that's when I started like the persona or like a diamond black hearted boy, I was very much thinking of the character as like an alter ego. Um, and <clears throat> I would do performances that I would be in that character. Um, and yeah, just trying out different themes, you know, like thinking about myself almost like as this like anti superhero character. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was that was a time when I was playing shows around Richmond a lot and there was like, like noise, noise scene. And like, um, there was then you call it church of crystal light. And this, yeah, yeah. some like fundamental, those are like really formative, formative era. Like, you know, um, so that I still like embody that spirit. There's like a lot of like punk energy as well, which, um, I feel like, uh, that punk energy goes back into like the thing of being it, feeling like you have the, uh, the, 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 the power to be able to do things on your own, like without having to, you know, be heavily financed or stuff like that, whether, whether it comes out good or not, like it's more kind of like bricolage methodology or, um, so yeah, the economy of the bricolage, the, the economy punk. of the bricolage, <laughs> bricolage <laughs> punk mindset, DIY yeah. type, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. like so. Um, yeah, that, and then I graduated, and then I, you know, I started playing like different places, New York. Um, some I I played uh, some shows in Chicago, and these were these were with like a lot of people that I was meeting on like MySpace, you know, like. Oh. My old space. school, uh, old school, you know. I met Gareth on MySpace. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, met top eight. He was in your top, yeah, eight. top eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was meeting people from those and playing shows and like, um, yeah, building building relationships through through that. Um, and uh, did a couple releases with some like net labels and. And that was that was cool. Um, and then when when I turned thirty, I just uh, wanted to go with the name Chino Moby, which is just my name because I wanted people to be a, like 
I wanted to take the mask off in the way, mm-hmm. like of yeah. the Diamond Black Heart or Boy character. Yeah. Um, or like almost like by taking off the mask, like going into how. Yeah, going into that reality of myself more, but then also like you, the way that my old reality can be something else yeah. too. Like, you took the mask off so Scooby doing the mystery gang didn't have to. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> no, one hundred percent no, though. Like, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. I, I'm gonna do it myself yeah. and not like yeah, have have that sort of like. Um, yeah, perform that move move for myself, and then like I feel like that in itself gives me more like power to do certain things, and also maybe like multiply myself in a way. Like I think about that idea of like multiplying myself. That Beyonce multiplication. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, seriously, yeah, yeah. it's there. Um, so, um, then after that, I did a couple projects like releases and um, I was encouraged by a friend like to, to um, actually they asked me like if I was on a label, if I was like on a music label, what label would I want to be on? And like, there was some, some, some that I thought about like that were operating like within the scene or whatever that I, that I, that I make music that I was making music in at the time. Uh, I was like, yeah, they, they are good labels, but like I don't fully feel like I identify with them. So then I was like, "Why don't I start my own?" You know, mm-hmm. um, and um, then I said, "Like, yo, it'd be, I thought like, yeah, it'd be cool to start like a collective." You know, that's just I feel like the way that I imagine it. And I reached out to um, a couple people, and they were really down to be like founders of the collective so we started non and um yeah it, it embodied a lot of the um ideas that we were thinking about and also our backgrounds as well mm-hmm. um so yeah then we just like hit the ground running and it was like a lot of releases and more people yeah. and like curating more artists and um playing at festivals together and just like growing like a like a virus in a way um and yeah really really um took 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 on a life of its own yeah it seems like it really has yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i remember uh i remember when uh out our tribe called quest came out with their um to we the people yeah i, I yeah, really yeah. I, I love tribe called quest but i really felt like they had come across non, yeah, and, and co-opted some of or, or influenced by, oh, like I'm not yeah. boosting you. I really believe no. this. Yeah, like I remember calling you and be like, "Look, man, like they're back in. I love them, but yeah. this looks like they are appropriating a ton of what y'all were doing." Yeah, and then they have the pop. They have the y'all. <laughs> y'all are reaching in the cracks, in the fringes, in the places that people. Like the disregarded in some ways, that's yeah. it. like the people that are just not uh, visible all the time. For sure, so, for sure. So which was the nature of like the even the name? Yeah, non, yeah. Non. yeah, yeah. And then you have this happen, and they they get this critical acclaim, which they already had. They had the yeah. mantle for it, 
but it's like uh, I see this as a perpetual rhythm <laughs> in your yeah. I mean, all the way back. You you know, and it's not that don't get I like I know that you are under the influence of other people. No, it's, absolutely, absolutely. You will you will you will hijack an influence. Oh heck, heck yeah, <laughs> you, heck will, yeah bro. you will spin it like a DJ in a minute. Oh, oh you yeah. already know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> that's what I do. Like so, I'm not the the, the quote. Like what what is the quote? I think Picasso said it. Like uh that that. The amateur artist takes the 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 real artist steals. Yeah, like yeah, that's yeah. that's <laughs> some pirating going on. Yeah, there. no, like musicians pi- sometimes are wimpy about it. They're yeah, like, "You're stealing yeah, yeah. my music," and visual artists are like, "You need to get over it, man." Like, <laughs> yeah. We, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. like in the visual communication world, like we take, you know, I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. this is what it is. No, like, for sure, it's kind of cutthroat. Yeah, sometimes. and also like the myth of origin originality yes. gets super mm-hmm. gassed, like in a way that is to the detriment. I think I agree. You know, what I'm saying I. I the same time, it is a tension because it's like, obviously, you, you you know, it's not like ideas just fall out of the sky. You know, it's, it's like that's somebody's reality that you go to, you, you sort of like go into the trenches for. But like we all influence one another. I feel like that there's like, you know, and yeah, I don't know. That's a, well, you know, that, that's, that's a tricky. None of, the, none of it. I say, I mean, Gareth, we were just talking about this a little bit is nothing. um so, I mean, I was, I, you know, just being a, living in multiple worlds, a painter yeah. first and foremost, and then a professor, and then like, a, you know, doing this uh, chocolate art space thing and all yeah. that. Like, so living in these worlds, seeing a lot of commonality between different kinds of people. Yeah. And, and there is, a, a, for, for some or for many, a kind of very basic level assumption about originality. Yeah. The idea that something originates as wholly other and is wholly attributed to you. Yeah. And, and so it's like, out of nothing, I made this. And, and a lot of times it's quite the opposite. It's quite, it's like, you know, when you listen to a groundbreaking album, mm-hmm. it's oftentimes familiar enough to the tradition it's born out of that you are rolling with it until it makes a, a left turn where you expect a right. It's standing on the shoulders of yeah, so, so much. So it's just that it, it, it disrupts the familiar patterns that um, that make us love that genre of painting, music, storytelling, design, It makes whatever. it strange just enough. Yeah. yeah, so there has to be enough uh, familiarity to even appreciate the difference. Because if you don't appreciate the difference, then you're talking about something that is wholly other. You, you know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah. meaning there is no past precedence and familiarity with it. So then you, you never you don't call that original in that sense. You you just kind of go, I don't get it. Yeah, yeah you know, yeah. and that's relative to each person. But but um, when we look at areas or spheres that we've been making in, and then you you so to do something. So the point is, I think to something you're getting at, which is to do something that resonates as fresh, a new original originates. It originates out of trajectories, and maybe you combine trajectories. Absolutely. So you've combined disparate categories, and now they're together, and they're all witnessing from their perspective something new. Absolutely. That still honors uh, their tradition, and therefore uh, enables them to be in in appreciating and understanding where it's going. Yeah. And I think that that's the that is like I mean I feel like that in some ways what you've been doing, and that that sort of um, you know that's the powerful thing, and it also means that you can't. It means you can't disregard history, yeah. and um, and history can't d- traditionalists can't disregard you, right? And so, like even so sometimes in our you know our university environments, you have people that only want to deal with what is completely contemporary and cutting edge to the exclusion of those that they may deem traditionalists. Yeah, and sometimes you get traditionalists that some that are uh, so about their tradition that they hold it with a closed hand and they they shut off. 
the person that they can't understand yet. For sure. And I want to be in a place where both are allowed to be without being shut off from each other. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah, because that's where like so much can happen in that space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I don't want to throw out the traditionalist. I want no. that person in the, in the room. Absolutely. With a viable seat for discussion. Yeah. Um, yeah. That person that's been in it, like, you know, for a minute and has seen things and has a certain experiences that they bring that, like, the cutting edge can often forsake. Like, that's right. Yeah, know, yeah, yeah. So, and, yeah, and vice versa. Yeah, so that, you know, I mean, there's so much to cover, man. But so that brings us to, like, in my mind, like, where you're at with design. Like, Garrett, yeah. you're a designer. You teach at VCU. Uh, Chino, you're getting your MFA in, yeah. uh, in, in design and you're in the last semester in teaching at VCU. Right, right. You know, I'm in Art, Art Foundations, which is an art and design first year program. So I'm teaching fine arts and designers. So yeah. we all have some uh, multifaceted relationship right. to this discussion, whether we're close to it as practitioners or indirectly relating to it in terms of how we're, we're situating people well to step into those uh, avenues of those spheres. So, right. Um, so, so why design, man? Like, where are you at with that? Like, yeah, what, yeah. what happened? I mean, how, how are you there? Yeah. I would have never, like when I was, when, when we were doing those painting critiques, like if you had told me like I was going to be in the design MFA department, I was like, what are you talking about? Cause like, <laughs> like legit, like I didn't even have, uh, any sort of like thought process of, of what like a contemporary contemporary design could be you know but one thing that really helped to propel that was um alex bailey yeah who 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 was also at or those otherwise known as alex curtis and alex curtis like 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 the og shout out to alex curtis we miss you man <laughs> yeah 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 that's the homie right there you know um i love that guy yeah he's great one of the most generous yeah. people of all time for sure for yeah. sure he's he's generous and he's a genius man like too like um, yeah, super smart. Super smart, and yeah, great person. Had one of the best shows at Chaco Arts Absolutely. Before we were officially Chaco Arts Space. Absolutely. That show was insane. Yeah, and like, you know, I remember looking at his paintings, and like, he's he was going in, you know, and like, then he got into the design program, and... Um, That's right. Yep. Yeah, so at, at VCU, and... Um, he, he, I would go over there and visit him sometimes, and I, I was like still wasn't really thinking about it and he graduated and we we started collaborating on different things together and like you know during those conversations he would be like you yo, like you know like i think i think you you would do well as like a, a designer in the program and i was like really like well, you i don't really but he was like kind of telling telling me about uh that he felt like the design was like at the core of things that I was doing. And I, and I, and I was thinking about that more and I was kind of like, yeah, I feel like he's probably right. I mean, a lot of my paintings, even, even that painting that you have Gareth, like it's still like design, mm -hmm. you know, like yeah. I, there's like a lot of like design elements, whether it's like through color theory or line and also placement. Um, there's, and, and a lot of my paintings have text in them mm -hmm. Uh, like semiotics is I feel like at, at the core of of a lot of things that I do mm -hmm. like using a sign but then like shifting the conditions of the sign where mm -hmm. um, the um, the it, it creates like a certain type of like vibration within the sign that it refuses to like stay still like but that's a whole di different thing but like at, at, at the same time, though, I, I was thinking about it more and learning more about, like, 
a certain like I don't know maybe if I if it was if it was a different school I don't even know if it would work out in the same way like but like there's a specificity to like what's happening at the design program right now where right. I feel like that there's an openness to like um some of the things that I'm bringing from my painting back background and my right. music background like like I, I feel that um I am able to like push into like being myself and like um even like yeah it's just an interesting moment right now yeah. in terms of like where where uh contemporary graphic design education is right so um I wouldn't have thought that I would have had a place in that but right now I kind of like I'm fine. I'm or almost like I'm creating that space. Yeah, the timing is interesting because pr- prior to you going in, um, it's not like it changed and then you went in. Yeah, it's like you came in. It's and yeah. it was changing, and the the link it the link up. Yes, was was uh, seems like a little more natural. Yeah, in some in some ways. No, um, for sure. What are your thoughts on that, Gareth? Because you're coming out of the you're coming like if we if we set up a polarity or. Mm-hmm. You know, like if we set up a spectrum, yeah. and, and for me, like I said before, I would not want to throw out uh, practitioners across the board. Like I want to, no, I absolutely wanna advance things, but I don't want to throw things out. No, so like totally. even at Chicago Art Space, we have plans for uh, equipping designers to do uh, work in the city with branding and one hundred percent. Yeah, like we want both. We want designers that can make a living and support themselves. Yeah. Directly, indirectly, working with people of all types, and so we're we're thinking about this a lot. One hundred percent. And what what are your thoughts, Gareth, uh, when you think about our moment right now in design? I think it's it's interesting because uh, within the educational space, we're really keen on kind of like setting up our silos, having our lanes that are really yeah. defined. Yeah. You know, so you may have uh, within you know universities or other settings. Um, Places where they talk about like genres and there's a huge specificity of that genre, right? Like this is what this means within these boundaries. But nobody's ever been able to really do that with design. Mm. It's like the same way we're talking about like an elusiveness that you have. Like that's that's something that I feel very indicative of design. Mm. It's a it's an encompassing term. So absolutely. Whenever you hear somebody saying, "Oh well, well that's not design," like I always, that always makes me kind of step back and be like, "I don't know what conversation we're having here." Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I think that's, uh, I think kind of the beauty of uh, a lot of that, you know, so that you can look and you can see design being done in multiple units at VCU. Absolutely. You know, and and in different ways in different contexts, and I don't prioritize any one of those, right? Yeah. And I think that's what kind of what you're saying is that. There's that space in it that I think is a part of how the field even came together in the past. Facts, yeah. Bauhaus, like... Yeah, I mean, it's like, hey, here's here's people doing a bunch of stuff, right? Yeah, And uh, they're throwing it together and it's designed because there's there's something else that's going on there. And I think it gets a lot to what you're talking about, kind of in this sense, even a world building, right? Yeah. The idea of design that, that there's... You know, there's a world and in that world there are like totems and artifacts that are painted or textiles absolutely or built and a lot of these things like industrial tools like yeah yeah we don't have an issue with that being a part of design and so right, i think right. that's kind of what you did your sit. phd dissertation on what Gareth? i did my uh, dissertation is about uh the value of of design in the 20th century especially as we defined it as good design mm. and kind of like the different weight that that carried uh from like function and form mm-hmm. philosophy yeah like historicism it's- I mean, I love. I feel like we have, need to have another episode because I'd love to hear that 
yeah. talked about it in relationship to where she knows that, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, like the way that, cause that's the soil for better or worse. Those are the parents, you know what for I mean? Sure. And that um, was really the, the, the bulk of it was like, Hey, it's really kind of what you're saying earlier to understand where we are in this moment. There's yeah. like, there's something about history that needs to be talked about. True. Definitely. Yeah. What's your take on that, man? Like you feel like history. It, so, cause I mean, your, your strength, yeah. your strength is towards opening up avenues yeah. and like untangle, like, you know, philosophy sometimes is like the, uh, it's to help us think better on things. It's to untangle the thoughts of our thinking. Yeah. You, you, maybe in a more intuitive kind of visual bodily level, you're untangling certain knots. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so do you feel, uh, a restriction when you go back into history and you look at what has preceded you, you feel, you know, like, especially you're getting ready to do your thesis. For sure. No, for, for, for me, like history, like opens things up more because, um, like you learn, you're able to learn about how many people tried so many different things Mm. and like how, like this moment right now is not like the first time that people have been trying to synthesize different things. Yeah. So it's like different strategies and, and learning from things that maybe like have, like they succeeded or, or things that gave them trouble, like thing, things that occurred. Like, I think all of that is important, you know, cause so even the things that gave them trouble could have been part of the success, you know? Mm. So like, I, I really, learn a lot from people from all different countries histories and narratives that haven't reached the surface you know right like uh para histories and things that um are more like under the surface like mm-hmm. i think all of that is digging like researching um that 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 informs what i do because like going back into that space of like immersiveness um really like thinking about beyond my own brain yeah like i i think a lot about this idea of like being more than one person too Mm -hmm. like this idea of how many many minds you know um and how many people are are all and not not in an not in a way it's like that that cheapens their experience or negates like the depth of their experience but but like embracing like the totality of every moment that is ever happened or will happen. Mm -hmm. Like that's the way that I think about what I'm doing Mm -hmm. and um, studying about literature, history, human interaction, those things. um, And simultaneously knowing like my limitations of just taking in information, but at the same time projecting um, my own, um, capacities and like limitations into uh i know i'm getting like pretty abstract here but at the same time though history i feel like open opens things up for me rather than rather than forecloses things yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. the uh we'll we'll get closer i gotta ask you one question though man i feel like so this is going backwards because i'm listening to you talking i'm like thinking in like a like a very Put, like we're talking about hip hop earlier, yeah, yeah. And I mean, so many people that'll be like outcasts, yeah. That, like yeah. so, for outcasts, they started with Heya, yeah. And so yeah, they like yeah, take yeah, ownership yeah. over their creativity. And some people are like, man, outcasts is whack because they've digested them already in their minds. For sure, but they only digested half the meal. 
Yeah, they. You they see, have, what I'm saying they didn't right. eat the other half of the no, meal. No, no, exactly. So, so, so then you go back and you're like, Southern Playlistic, they were like yeah. teenagers, incredible, right, right. right. Then they sure. do AT Aliens as their second album, and then they put out a comic book, yeah, Black yeah, Superheroes, yeah. man, like, right, and I right. feel like that is significant, yeah, in, like in our cultural naivete, like you know, right. we don't acknowledge stuff yeah, like that in relation Am to I, like Black Panther. Yeah, like this is the first thing, like yeah. this is a big like. But those seeds have been like planted. Yeah. You get some rap artists from Atlanta that yeah. made a comic book on the heels of a album about pimp music and yeah. Cadillacs, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. That was a groundbreaking success, right? And then, and then they didn't like they just utterly flipped it, yeah. And we're like, sure. we're gonna talk about aliens, yeah, you know, and we're gonna talk about we're gonna make a comic book and we're gonna start to like give a nod to like Parliament and their yeah. spaceship vibe. No, for sure, for sure. Historical. No, right? absolutely. Like absolutely. there's so much mineable and learnable and value in that. And yeah. yet you get consumers that yeah. consume a portion and assume it as the whole. No, absolutely. The the, the last the, la- the 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 thing that I'll say and which goes back to like that conversation that we were having about like the painting and like things that I was exploring that like you know, like might feel more trendy now. Like for me, like everything that I do, I do it like for the for the hardcore. Like I never I never do these things thinking about like, yo, th- this is gonna like this is gonna make me famous or something right, like that. Like right. I never did that. Like I never even sought out saying like, yo, when I'm doing this project music, Dime Black Hard Boy, Chino will be like, nah, whatever. Like I did it legit. It's all like love. Right. Like to me, like love and is at the core of it. Whether who if, if people like it, they like it. If they don't, they don't. But like I did it because I like I'm sure they made that comic book because they thought it was gonna be cool. Yeah. Like they really they yeah. that, that that's what that's what would, would be the expression and the medium that yeah. would speak for them like right. in the most like the like like point poignant way. Yeah. And like for me that's that's whether it's like writing a book, whether it's making a film, whether it's like making making a song like that novelty too is yeah. like really important to me whether whether it it goes viral or not right right yeah i never i never i i, I just it's more for the heads like That's <laughs> it's more yeah, for yeah, just, yeah, 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 yeah 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 so but, this might be a good what do you think you got you got any closing thoughts gareth I mean, I got a lot. I know. I feel like we're, <laughs> like we're going to do a second like part. Hour and a half, man. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to do a second part. I think I'm more, my mind's already like, I feel like there's more to talk about. Right, so right, we'll right. do uh, 2.0. Cool. But cool. where can we find, like, just for people that are looking for what you're doing, where are some places they can find you? Chino yeah. Um, my Instagram, Chino Moby, is just my name. Like, I post this stuff there all the time. Um, uh, non.com.co. You can go there, find out more about non. Um, and yeah, like yeah, you just your... Google my name, bro. Like yeah. there's a lot of stuff, like yeah. different interviews that I've done, like different m- music uh, collaborations and stuff like that. That would probably be the easiest yeah. way. Yeah, cool. Thanks, man. For uh, thank you so much. Jimmy. We just yeah, just for coming, man. I feel like we definitely nah, did this some is incredible great. stuff, and I feel like yeah, I hope I hope they're you know, just want to keep seeing you do your thing. We need to make some of those bigger goals happen. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that's totally. a goal for me, man. Mm-hmm. It's Same. like seeing that happen. So I'm excited. Yeah. Also be on the lookout for your thesis exhibition. For sure. When for is sure. that coming? This is going to either be in um, the be- beginning of April or like towards the end of April. Okay. Because there's like two rounds yeah, so yeah. we're figuring out yeah. logistics. Also, uh, we have um, just in the future at Shaco Art Space, as this is Shaco Art Speak, which is an outflow of Shaco Art Space. Um, we have uh, a new exhibition coming from uh, Austin-based Texas artist 
uh, Lana Waldrop Apple. That will be happening uh, first Friday of March. Uh, will be the opening of that exhibition. It's going to be uh, an incredible exhibition of uh, an excellent painter. We're thrilled to have her coming all the way from Texas. And uh, with an artist talk on Tuesday, we'll be talking uh, with Lana on the podcast for our next episode. So uh, if you're interested, be looking out for that. We'd ask that you spread the word, uh, uh, like us on iTunes, share share the podcast, get the word out. We got uh, an incredible lineup of guests coming this year. Um, you, uh, Chino, you mentioned uh, Wes Taylor. We'll be having Wes on soon. That's amazing. Uh, so uh, we've got a lineup of artists coming in from uh, all over the United States. So you'll get to hear from people from Kansas City, from New York, from D.C. and so on, uh, North Carolina. And so, um, so just a lot of incredible things happening. And we also want to uh, just uh, let you know to be listening and watching as we uh, re- revamp our website and we launch new programs through a new space that we've acquired in addition to our large-scale gallery exhibition space. So we'll be launching Chicago Art Space Studios and a lot of um, interesting facets and programs and um, avenues for addressing a lot of the issues we're talking about here will we'll sort of uh, start to happen there in that space. And so we'd love, love for you to spread the word. Uh, we'll be launching a GoFundMe. We're going to be uh, looking at ways of, of generating support for this, and we think it's going to be critical to advancing the, the artistic and cultural makeup of Richmond, but also uh, beyond Richmond into a more of a global discourse as well. So thank you for listening, and, and we'll talk to you next time. You've been listening to Shaco Art Speak, a production of Shaco Art Space. We are an independent, nonprofit art gallery in Richmond, Virginia. We can be found online at shacoartspace.com and in real life in historic Shaco Bottom.